welcome back to the Bring It Back podcast. My name is Nathan. And I'm Micah. And we wanna just have really authentic, unique conversations and try to tackle different topics that maybe you don't hear kind of navigated through the lens that we'll look at things through. We're gonna use the Bible as the lens and the foundation that builds our worldview and gives us kind of the answers to some of these questions that we're talking about. So thanks for joining and let's get into it. Welcome back. I didn't, re- <laughs> I didn't realize that we were recording Dude, that whole time. The whole time it's the, the thing's going, so. No doubt. Well, hey, welcome back to the Bringing It Back yeah, pod. boy. My name's Micah, again. And it's Nathan again. You heard it 10 seconds ago, yeah. but we like to reiterate. Yeah. Um, so Micah and I, we take a little break from each other. Yeah. We, not, we weren't on a break. I was thinking about that. I was kind of bummed. Yeah. I, I, like, oh, I haven't seen Nate in a while. I was thinking, um, yeah, this is just like dead on. The only time that we hang out right now is this. Right now. Yeah. yeah. And there is something to like the just consistency of having a I time like that I look it. forward to. Like, dude, yeah, we get to download like what's been going on in our lives a little yeah. bit right before we get started. And then there's some things that just pop up because of the conversation we're happening. Yeah. And it's it's kind of cool to have an intentional meeting uh-huh. to talk about stuff that we're thinking about. Yeah. Um, and even this morning, like I had a uh, small group time with my yeah. my roommates, and uh, I was just talking about the fact, man, I love talking to my friends about stuff that they're thinking about or whatever the Lord's doing or bringing up in their mind, mm-hmm. um, because it kind of encourages me to like, what? Well, yeah, what am, what is God showing me? What am I thinking about? Sure. And sometimes it's nothing, uh, and I I don't like that. So like, I enjoy having the the prompt uh, mm-hmm. that, we're, like, what are we going to talk about? And then just getting to see you hang out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, dude. I was thinking, about, I was kind of bummed the other day, and I was like, oh, man, like, I only see Nate when I record podcasts. And yeah. I, mean, I guess that's not always true. But I was like, I actually kind of enjoy that. Sure. Just because our conversation always means something. Nice. That's and I, good, sometimes yeah. I feel like I have better conversations here with, like, a microphone than I do in my small group. Nice. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'm, actually, I'm on I board. enjoy that's it. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I... Uh, I look forward to it, and I'm glad we did. Yeah, dude, so. I do too. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that good. Oh, got the mic nuts. Yeah, I'm like excited it. about it. Well, so here's here's what I'll tell you. So I had tell I was me. at uh, our previous my previous co-host Jonah's wedding. Hey, on Friday up in Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, and I was in the ghetto of New Jersey. Okay, I've never. Like, I don't think I've ever been to Jersey. So yeah, tell, I don't know what the ghetto. You're not of missing Jersey anything. Is. Okay, Fantastic. like uh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like North Tulsa. Okay. Is where we were at, Patterson, New Jersey. Uh, like the, that's where you were staying. Yeah, we were staying in the B and B because it was right by the venue. Or, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. But I stayed with some good guys. I stayed with like Matt, Luke, Nate, Fraley, nice, Chris, and all them. It yeah. was a good time. Uh, but wedding, beautiful. Just so if anybody's listening, like, hey, I wonder what Jonah's up to. He's married now. He's in Sandals, Jamaica. I think he partially went to Sandals because that's where, office? yeah, because of the office, because that's where Michael yeah, went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's a good time. I always love to see people that I love marrying people that they love. Yeah. And then I love them by association. Yeah. Let's get them back. Let's get them. We'll start a little petition. Uh, get it back to Tulsa? I feel like it'll be sooner rather than later. Definitely. And you know what the thing is? Jonah hasn't listened to a single pod since he left, so he's not even going to know we had this Great. conversation. I mean, yeah, like, I, if he does, awesome. So then but, when he does move back, we can play this hey, back. Look, we, we call and it. We knew, we knew it was, was happening. Happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, but it was a really good time. Saw a bunch of people Sweet. that I love. Saw Jonah. It was a good time. But after the wedding, I went to New York City for a few days. It, it, being when's like, the last time you've been in New York City? Never. First time. First time. All so right, here's dude. So here's... What happened? First of all, I had a great time. Love it. Wouldn't want to live there. I had the same thought. Yeah, I was like, man, this is great for so days. cool. Like this is so, wow. it was amazing. 
I'll be ready to go. Would home I want to live here? No. <laughs> yeah, like I was so ready not. to get back to Tulsa and nice. drive my car yep. and drive somewhere to get coffee and yeah. not have to worry about taking three different subways and walking kind of two fun, miles. But then also like I'm exhausted. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The practicalities of getting groceries is what stressed me out the whole time. That's crazy. I was just like, how do you do it? Yeah. Like you, how do you, you go to Costco and then what? You take all your groceries on the subway. I just couldn't think about it. It's. I think it's actually you just you shop more consistently. Just yeah. Well, maybe maybe even more European style. Yeah. Like you have a smaller fridge, so you can't hold on to exactly. the same amount of stuff. So you're gonna be going basically every day and just grabbing like a bag or two. Yep. And that's yeah. what Jason, my friend who we stayed with, said he does. Um, but he said a lot of people do grocery deliveries there. That's also you just true. like buy yeah. the bullet and eat. Right. You pay the twenty the bucks. Cost. Yeah. But uh, my friend Jason, who I stayed with, lives in the Bronx. Oh. Cheaper rent. Okay. Me and my other friend Mason, only white people I saw in the Bronx the What's whole time, up? and I loved it. Did you get like, I don't know, called out or anything? No, like, dude. I felt fine. I remember one time when I lived at uh, the six one here, sixty yeah. first in Peoria in Tulsa. That's about where I live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember running through the neighborhood, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's this awesome, sweet black lady that, oh, white boy, you come back here, I'm gonna get a piece of you, and I was like. Honestly, a little bit encouraged and gassed up. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I also ran fast. Yeah, I was like, okay. Uh, so oh my I was gosh, curious dude. if uh, you had any experience. Like, I guess it's winter time. <laughs> you weren't out for a run. Uh, no, dude. Yeah. You you can set some PRs running around 61st in Peoria. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Here's some noises. Gets you, you going. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah. But uh, I, so I had this moment. It was kind of like a fever dream. So I was really tired because I had to leave Tulsa at like 5.30 a.m. to get there. So I was already behind on sleep. And then I'm getting on the subway at like 12.30, just comes I'm trying to maximize my day. And then my roommate texts me. He's like, hey, dude, the tree in the backyard fell. And I don't know if you remember the tree in my backyard, but it's massive. It's massive. That's it's a, a giant tree. Probably like 30, 40 feet tall. Whole, whole like thing thick one. fell? And I'm like, what do you mean? He probably just means like a branch That's fell. That's what I would assume. Text me a picture. The whole tree fell. Jeez. What and direction? So here's the deal. Thankfully, <laughs> into my neighbor's yard. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking our house is fine. Your house is fine. Which is, is great. house fine too? Pretty much. They had like a little bit of damage. Um, but it could have been a lot worse. Dude, yes. If it would have gone the other way. Yeah. I mean, and the fence probably is the fence destroyed. Did. But here's the plus side is I've been asking because my parents are my landlords. Right. To get a privacy fence for like a year now. now and they're like, well, to. I guess now's yeah, the time yeah. to do it. Yeah. So I'm going to miss the tree. But it I'm was ex- cool to have that big tree. Yeah, I'm excited about the privacy and stuff. And honestly, I mean, yeah, silver lining, get the fence and a little bit more room to play around in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. I got a dog. Bo can run around. Um, but right after that, I don't know why this connection came to me, but I was thinking, I'm riding the subway and I'm like, man, I bet people in New York are in better shape than people in Tulsa. Because mm, they have to, walk, they have to walk more. Yeah. And I feel like as I looked around, and I mean, listen, I'm not going to, I feel like in our podcast, it should be like, if you don't want it said on the internet, don't say it. Uh, there wasn't that many fat people that I saw sure. in New York. They're yeah. just like more in shape. And they also have something to do. Yeah. I, I like that is a hundred percent. Yeah. They're walking around more and then maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Diet. We are in the South. Yeah. We kind of do embrace like this idea of just convenience. Feels and like meals are bigger. We we just eat a lot. Like I remember, I don't know if this is the same thing that's implemented up in Northeast, but you know, you finish your plate. Yeah. Kids starving over another country. Yeah. But I I do act like actively remember just gorging myself on food for sure. Like it tastes good, uh-huh. and I am like food is necessary for life. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I'm I'm saving a little bit extra, but. Uh, dude, yes, just eating food. It's it's a big form of our entertainment. Yeah, it's just 
hey, you want to go get a bite to eat? And then, like, afterwards, yeah, I don't know, we can get a little Yeah, because before we did the pod, or... we would, like, every other month get dinner or something like that. Yeah. And that was our hangout time. That's... It's just, like, what you do. Yeah. You yeah. go get food. Go get coffee. So they've seen the title. Yeah. I thought like it was a pretty good transition. That was pretty did, good. Didn't yeah, even, no, didn't, didn't even have to, I, like... Yeah. Make yeah. some d- dumb joke or something. Yeah. No. So, but then you texted a little bit after that. And we're yeah. Like, oh, let's talk about uh, gluttony. Yeah. Or diet or whatever you want to call it. I put yeah, I think diet in there. Uh, it was primarily just that gluttony thing. It's kind sure. of this generalized category that I haven't really personally explored much. Uh-huh. Um, I think in large part, like I wouldn't identify that, like I am extremely gluttonous mm-hmm. or obese or you know those kind sure. of things. But I don't think that obesity uh, dictates or is a necessary component to identify gluttonous behavior sure. or habits. And that's what I was going to say is prefaces for this. I'm very skinny. Yeah. Do I also have the best diet? Like, no. Yeah. I don't eat as much junk as I have to, or as I used to. And I think I'm a lot more grounded now in my decisions. And I think more about these things, but I'm also very far from like probably living the healthiest lifestyle that I should. Yeah. So it's a weird, it's a weird topic because I'm not fat and I would say I'm in shape. Like I do enough sure. to stay in shape. Yeah. But I was glad you said this because actually I feel like this is a very interesting issue because it's not talked about a lot. Like when's the last time you heard a sermon on gluttony? Actually, uh, funny enough, Mike, Mike Todd. <laughs> really recently, yeah. Mike Todd did a sermon on gluttony. I didn't listen was it to it. Cuffed to something? I yeah, I didn't listen to He's the got sermon so on gluttony. So many episodes in that series, but yeah. it's good, dude. It, I think it's necessary to talk about because uh, yeah, like we're gonna look at the scripture and and, mm-hmm. and what it proclaims and what it identifies. It, it comes up a lot. Yeah. Uh, it came up a lot then, and I'd say it plagues us even more now just mm-hmm. because of the availability of options. And yeah. maybe even back to our little pod on, on self-care and mm-hmm. just, you know, does it feel good? Yeah. Um, and if we're just chasing feelings, yeah. where's it going to put us? It feels like an easy one to sweep under the rug Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And it almost feels like a pretty dangerous one to touch because of, uh, dare I tread there, like the body positivity yeah. stuff that goes on nowadays. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's really... I don't know. It's an interesting one. I, I feel like it, I'm, when I saw that Mike Todd was doing that, I was like, I'm glad that someone is covering it. Yeah. And then I saw a clip from it, and I feel bad because I always somehow end up clowning Mike Todd in some way. I and mean, I, and here's the deal. Here's what I'll say. Okay. I went to Transformation Church. Yeah, for sure. For like two and a half years. Yeah. I, it was the first time since high school that I was excited about church. Nice. I loved being around people who didn't look like me. Yeah. I love that I was in the minority. I was one of the only white people there. Love that. I think my Tug's a incredible speaker. I think that he um, is one of the best communicators that I've seen in this like generation of quote unquote celebrity pastors. I'll also say that I disagree with a lot of the things that he would teach. And I'm so glad and thankful for my time at Transformation Church because I don't think I would understand the things that I understand now or have the opinions that I have if I didn't go to somewhere like Transformation Church. Um, and learn that. And yeah. I shifted through that on my own. So I know it sounds like I take a lot of shots at him. Um, and it's not even shots. It's just like, I, I tend to just talk about the things that I think about. Yeah. And he's just one that I see a lot of because I know a lot of people that go right. to church there. Exactly. So it's just like, how is it, that's just how it comes up. Yeah. But he made the statement like, uh, some of you guys are more addicted to Oreos than a crack addict is to crack. And I was just like, I, it's I, an interesting thought. Yeah, it's pretty jarring. Yeah. I yeah. There's a lot of statement. shock factor kind of in that. But I think what if we kind of take away some of the hyperbole there? Mm-hmm. Um, the point is, like, man, yeah, we just have habits exactly. And that's that the idea. We're not even aware of, sure. Um, and consciously or subconsciously, 
it's not that bad. Like it's just an Oreo or, you know, it's just sure. a small thing that, um, you know, like I could, I could take care of later. I mean, I also think just about food and, and how, how we use it, um, how we could use it. It is something that's necessary for life. Mm -hmm. So if we talk about wants and needs, like right. I, I need to eat food, I need more calories uh, coming in and I'm exerting, unless uh, I'm intentional about what I'm eating and how much I'm exercising. I need energy to sure. sustain my body. Um, and figuring out like what is, what is right. There's, I think there's some subjectivity there. Everybody's body is different. Yep. Uh, and so coming up with like a hard and fast rule of thumb as far as like number of calories or specific diet to follow or no, like mm -hmm. we're not going to be able to subscribe it's or prescribe that. Yeah. Right. I'm not yeah. a dietitian. Yeah. I I'm, I'm not. not a dietitian though. Um, and, and, and so whenever we are kind of challenged with let's go to scripture and see what it says. Yeah. Um, I think the the thing that really just keeps coming back is, okay, don't be gluttonous, yeah. which if we just define, you know, in layman's terms uh, means, Eating in excess mm -hmm. or, or gorging yourself, yeah. going beyond what is necessary. Going beyond what um, is necessary is, is good terminology. And there's, there's you know, one, one passage of scripture uh, that just right off the rip I felt like was good because it doesn't demonize even sugar or sweets or right. things that are uh, a little bit. Proverbs 25, 16 says, if you have found honey, eat only enough for you, lest you have your fill of it and vomit it. Huh. Um, so I, I appreciated that proverb, like that, you know, sage advice as going, I was like, Hey honey, this thing that, um, is really just like a miracle. Number one, mm. these little bees making these little yeah, honeycombs bees are cool. and yeah, just sustaining all of life essentially. Yeah. You find the honey and eat, you know, what is necessary. Don't have your fill. Don't go so far that you're like, Oh, I regret what I've done. I've gone right. too far lest you vomit it. Yeah. Like if your body is rejecting, you know, something naturally is wrong there. So that kind of, you know, limit that we got to self-impose. Yeah. Hunger is our body's natural response to say, I need to eat. Mm -hmm. uh, but do I have to eat all the food that's on my plate? Um, you know, my, were my eyes bigger than my stomach? All the kind of classic sure. things. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good thing to say, I need to figure out what's healthy what what do i need to set as as an indicator what is mm -hmm. uh scripture advising me to do uh, i just like that one because it yeah, starts out no, with something that's sweet. that's good yeah i think aquinas calls it like a inordinate desire so like so, fancy language yeah inordinate i feel like there's so many different things to think about because when i think about gluttony i don't even think my first thought isn't fat okay <laughs> as as direct as that sounds my first thought is like i guess an addiction uh, or like scripture says like don't be ruled by anything mm -hmm. food counts in that category right yeah um but in the same vein i also think that like uh, like honey straight from the earth tastes good and yeah. i think at a certain extent like the lord wants us to enjoy these things because yeah. like he's created them for our enjoyment food could have tasted like nothing it doesn't. Like yeah. Food has flavors. Like yeah. We have a tongue that's able to distinguish like what we like, what we don't like, what's bitter, what's sweet. So in a certain sense, like we're created in a sense to still be able to enjoy things. And I think the line is between like enjoyment and almost like addiction or mm -hmm. dependence or again, like that inordinate desire to have something that you don't necessarily need. So I feel like the two sides of this would be, um, you know, you need to only eat organic things that are from the earth and just enough to survive. Yeah. You just drink water and I don't know, juices and stuff like that. And there's other people and would be like, side. it's just like, hey, you just eat whatever you want. 
you know, like you'll be fine. Like it doesn't really matter. Like this, this body's temporary. I'll have a new Dang, body in that's heaven. Tough. Yeah, I'll have a new body in heaven. Ooh, yeah. I that that is really. T- I'm I'm googling. I'm looking up because I just want to define what inordinate means. Uh-huh. I mean, give me what what you've got. Sure. I don't know if this is gonna load up here, but. Sure. Oh, you got it right there? Yeah. Not worried I'm going to be wrong. No, it's okay. Uh, so inordinate desire, in my mind, if it's inordinate, would be like unnecessary desire for right. food or something that's just like, I don't necessarily need it, but yeah. I have a desire that's bigger than it should be to that's great. eat food. No, that's 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 a great definition that's uh, similar here. It just says unusually or disproportionately large and then semicolon excessive. Yeah. So 100% no exactly what you're describing. Thanks for fact checking me. That's no, what I assumed it meant, <laughs> but honestly, I just, I don't know. I don't know every word. Yeah. I want to make sure uh, I'm following along. I think an inordinate desire, something that's excessive and just beyond, uh, yeah, what is required or necessary. So when we're talking mm-hmm. about food in particular and going, you know, in how does this relate to me? Because my first picture of gluttony is kind of, uh, okay, this is going to be very nerdy and a very niche reference. Sure. Um, but there was that video game that uh, Jonah still loves. It's called Destiny. And there's like a, a boss. There's this big guy. I don't even know his name. Uh-huh. But he is just this like king uh-huh. character that's just a big tub of lard. Uh, okay. Not literally, but okay. you know, he's just a big thing. And he, he's gorging. He's got like these these wine glasses and, sure. and just food in excess all around. And um, in my imagination and even other fantasy books I've read, again, mm-hmm. this is just a nerdy reference. There, there was this picture of, of a world uh, that is essentially hell. This mm-hmm. is in the, the Stormlight archives. And there's just this large throng of people who have this crazed expression on their face. And this outer ring is just full of people just enjoying and overeating and stuffing. And then as they go further in, um, that desire isn't quelled by the food. Sure. And so they, they start to like dig at themselves and, and try to carve other things out. So like my, my initial picture is one of like fat and excess yeah. and you know what what is the end result of overeating or or choosing things that aren't healthy. Sure. Um, and so like that's that's the lens by which I'm I'm viewing this this yeah. word. And I think if you, our tongue is yeah. something that God has gifted us with the ability to taste things that are good and even taste things that are bad. Like if food is spoiled, it has fungus on it, I want to spit it out. I don't want it. I think there's an awesome invitation for us to like learn how to cook. Mm -hmm. That'd be like one of the first things that uh, I think about and like how to counteract this because you know, what's easy and what like tastes good, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. is kind of just what's convenient. So when you're driving down the road and you're like, dang, you know, feel really good right now, just some hot food that somebody else has made. Um, And, you know, maybe you just order more of it because it's cheaper than if you would even make it at home uh, because there's a lot of different components that go into making, you know, some oven brick chicken or uh, like other things. So my my like first thought of like the practical, I, I think we typically save the practical stuff for the end. Sure. Um, but I think like man, if you don't know how to cook or have never been exposed to like a meal prep uh, planned activity or mm-hmm. uh, any of that, I think starting and learning like what goes in your food and you you caring about that and maybe even like enjoying the process of making that food and then eating it. Um, can give you some of those benefits that you've been looking for with food, like mm-hmm. enjoying what you're 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 eating, what you're tasting, um, and then be, knowing, like in your heart of hearts, 
I don't feel guilty about this. Yeah. Like it wasn't just the amount of food, but it was like the type of food. I feel good about what's going in my body, recognizing it is a temple. Maybe for some, you know, bros out there, it's a machine. Sure. I got to make sure I get the right fuel in there. It's an idol. Um, yeah. Like, hey, careful. Uh, you need There's to make sure. Two sides of that. Yeah. It's like that you can totally go so far um, to say like this, uh, this temple mm-hmm. that God, uh, you know, his, his, spirit is is present inside of here what am i supposed to craft a perfect greek god body Mm -hmm. uh in order for that That, that's my like my third kind of note on here is talking about the temple and what does it look like to establish and build something that is a a good conduit for the holy spirit something Uh, so something that i heard recently that i thought was interesting i don't even have a strong opinion on it uh it was just a lot of scripture i don't even have them pulled up about about milk and honey, things like that. And not even the analogy of milk and honey, like the land of milk and honey or sure. whatever it is, uh, but just like consumption of dairy in Scripture. Oh, I think I saw that. And I I um, basically the submission being a lot of people have like lactose issues. It seems mm-hmm. like everybody and their dog does because they're not drinking raw dairy, raw butter, things like that. So there's a certain thing in like uh, non-pasteurized sure. milk that's causing people to have a lactose issue because it's not true milk or it's not real milk. Um, so I've even thought about the idea and I follow just different nutrition people on Instagram. Don't always listen to them. I think it's interesting to hear Same. different perspectives I think it's really cool. yeah. um, of being cutting out process things, like doing the organic side of things. I used to roll my eyes at people who were super into the organic stuff just cause that's not my family and how I grew up at all. Uh, Same. Yeah. 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 I, I, I know what you're talking about. Never exactly. super cared about it. Yeah. But I'm wondering if there's even, if there is something uh, a little bit deeper rooted biblically of like doing things that are like raw and natural or consuming things like raw milk, like raw butter. Like uh, there's this guy on Instagram, his, his name is carnivore something, carnivore MD. And he's big on, uh, like a carnivore diet is what he calls it, which is red meat, fruits, and raw milk, raw dairy, raw butter. And I was like, I wonder if there's something to that. I, I feel like, yeah, we that's actually a recent conversation in the house, the lodge here, mm-hmm. uh, where we got we got a espresso maker. Did you? And, yeah. Oh, man, it's awesome. I haven't used it a bunch because I'm a little bit intimidated by the machine. Yeah, I don't cool. want it to break I want to look at it blow up this. or whatever. Um, but the, uh, the house, we're all kind of like, yeah, wait, let's go get some more raw milk um just because like if we're going to be making lattes or something mm-hmm. like that dairy's not been a huge thing in the house i mean i like yogurt so i guess it, sure. yeah, it's in there um but we got this raw stuff and man it was really good like yeah. there was just something different about like yeah mm, i just have to watch the carbs for diabetes but yeah um, oh yeah that's true you're diabetic i yeah. forget about that yeah and i should like that's maybe another part of the conversation I have seen a lot of type two diabetics mm-hmm. ignore, um, you know, some some standardized rules that you should uh, uh, follow. Like, don't drink liquid sugars, um, so like soda or juices, because those just get processed through your body really quickly, mm-hmm. and it, it it hurts your kidneys, which are like the fi- the filter to your body. Sure. So um, I've seen a lot of type twos and my mom was a wound care nurse and there's a lot of things called like diabetic foot ulcers that it, again if you don't manage your your diet or what you're putting in um there's going to be a negative impact just because you have a deficiency of insulin production in your mm-hmm. body or because you have so much fat that your body can't process uh the sugar that is being ingested so like i see that and then mm-hmm. i see you know the end result and there's a part of me that says, man, if I could get rid of my type 1 diabetes, which is, just means that my pancreas doesn't produce insulin, right. um, just by diet, I would do it. 
Yeah. Um, and for type twos, that's the reality is that if you adjust your diet and mm-hmm. your exercise habits, sure. you get rid of type two diabetes. Yeah. Um, and so that is like just a great example that, Hey, your choices by what you're ingesting have a very concrete and finite impact on your body right here and right now. And you can see it like the evidence is there and yet people will still choose is like, Man, honestly, I just I love sweet sure. things. Yeah. I just want to eat them. And that's the enjoyment. That's yeah. like the that's the aspect of gluttony. It's mm-hmm. like I don't need it, but I still want it, and yeah. I understand that it's bad for me, and I don't care. Yeah. And there, in Luke seven, uh, the Pharisees who were condemning the, Jesus, they call him a drunkard and a glutton. So and it's, it's just interesting to me that those are the two things that would be, come up, like a yeah, drunkard, those are a big deal, drunkard, yeah, and then glutton, yeah. And it feels like nowadays, like being a drunkard, like being an alcoholic, that's bad. Yep. Being like a glutton. When's the last time you heard someone called like... You glutton. Like you glutton. Or yeah. like being... You heard someone being like, yeah, I was just convicted of my gluttony. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. You don't see... Honestly, like you don't see fat pastors talking about gluttony. I was just It's just interesting to me that that's the terminology that's used to describe Jesus when they're trying to discredit trying, his ministry. Right. Yeah. Is the first thing is, is a drunkard and a glutton. Yeah. So I'd even just wonder if we're so desensitized to it because of the marketing that comes along with food and yeah. lifestyle and all these different things that we are just drastically underselling the importance of talking about gluttony. Probably. Because, yeah, Probably. It's, it's really as much as we're like talking about it and maybe there's some level of passion here, like... It doesn't come up that often in no. any of my conversations. Yeah. Um, you were talking about, is it Carnivore MD or something? Yeah. I thought initially you were talking about Liver King. Uh, uh, he just got busted for I, steroids. Dude, I Did know. You see that? Yeah. It's like, well, I think he's so annoying. Well, everybody, I don't, I don't know if you didn't think that he was on steroids. You're high. You <laughs> are absolutely living in a different planet. Yeah. Uh, just looking at his body, you're like absolutely juicing, but, um, and not, yeah, juicing. Yeah. Um, but yes, th- this idea of just doing carnal things, we were trying to have a conversation, trying to unpack, you know, do you think there was any net positive things that came as a result of this guy, this character, yeah. pushing people to so, embrace? I do uh, think that eating like, liver, heart, and things like that, I, like that's a fact. There are a lot of yes, nutrients in it. Sure. It just does not... <laughs> The not perception that... that yeah, exactly. Yeah. The perception that you just eat that and you're good is just not realistic yeah. at all. Whenever uh, Ron... Stairs and I, I think I've told you this before, maybe even here, mm-hmm. um, during my last summer at the Fold, when I was in a really good rhythm, spiritually, mentally, physically, uh, emotionally, I was planning my trip to New Zealand mm-hmm. and I was attempting to reduce the amount of insulin that I had to in- inject. Uh, and I did so by following a pretty regimented diet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of Tilapia, chicken, a couple of different greens, sure. potatoes, really just a sweet potato, uh, like half of a sweet potato. That was still a little bit of excess carbs, uh-huh. but it's necessary to have that stuff in your body if you're going right. to be running around doing camp stuff. Sure. And then if my blood sugar was going to go low, there'd be a couple of saving grace things like drinking some juice and maybe eating a little bit of bread. But my very consistent diet there was awesome. Sure. Like that was the most disciplined I, I think I've ever been in my life when it came to what I eat. Um, and I'm, I think about it now, like where I'm at, there's been some kind of things, like I do enjoy diversity of flavor and that yeah. kind of stuff. So I know that consciously I've made some kind of decision that I'm, I don't want to follow a hard and fast system for sure. eating and preparing meals every single day or a week. Right. And yet, like the results of that 
kind of severe discipline, yeah. we're awesome. Yeah. Um, so I say all that to say, I wonder if there, there'll be another season or another phase of life that I look to and say, yeah, I want to be very intentional about the food uh, that I ingest. Yeah. Um, to kind of protect against the sin that I have been desensitized to sure. to a certain capacity. Yeah, I think that's the key there is like sin. It's like it is sin. There's right. no way around it. And I think the bigger probably question to ask yourself with this is not, you know, what is gluttony? Like, where's the line? I think the question is like, where does my joy come from? Like, what am I enjoying? And I think it's the same conversation mm. for people who are addicted to coffee, people who are addicted to working out, people nice. who are addicted to Netflix, You like fill in the blank, whatever it is. If your true joy is coming from anything that's other than, man, you being saved by grace and being able to have a relationship with Jesus now and for eternity, yeah, that, that's that's the problem. Um, and I think there's a lot of different bounds for what that looks like. Someone could eat out every night, but food is a, not an idol in their heart. And it's a bigger deal for someone who doesn't eat out every night. They're very cheap with their food, but food's an idol for them because when they do get to go out, they enjoy That's it a, really big a lot. Deal. Yeah. So I just think the bigger question is like, hey, like, where does your joy come from? And then just what does your lifestyle look like? I, I don't know, man. I just feel like there's so much kind of gray area, not gray area and like gluttony being sin, but gray area for like what health looks like for you. And this is some of the, <laughs> some of the people are going to listen to this and laugh because I think about this a lot. It's just the idea of like fat models, like not just, not just bigger models. Cause I understand that everybody is built differently. Yeah, for sure. You can be not rail thin and you can be healthy. Absolutely. I understand that. Yeah. The line for me is when we are promoting like genuine obesity like lizzo as body positivity yeah that's not good yeah like that's not a good thing to right. indulge in um and i feel like even some of that conversation is why we're so desensitized to this because everybody's scared to like call somebody out on their appearance right you can call someone out on their actions all the day but the second you bring their body into it it's like mm, it's a dangerous one to do yeah so i even feel like that's another sense of it is is where we're kind of getting lost in the weeds is not well, it's just because we're, we're ultimately changing like the definition of health yeah because if we're saying something is good like to be healthy uh, that is good, mm -hmm. right? So we, we put those in the same kind of category. So then if uh, your BMI uh, is way higher than it should be, sure. and yet we're saying, no, you're, you're, your body's perfect. Like the way that you were, that's the way you were made. Mm -hmm. um, that is good. I was like, no, we we can't have this be good and this be good. Yep. Um, there is actually like some clearly defined lines. Uh -huh. um, and, and ultimately we just look at, Life expectancy. So if yeah. if you if you're suffering from heart disease, you're putting as a yourself at a lot of heart disease. Yeah, like then we recognize that is not good. That is not the pursuit that I sure. want in my life. I do need to make sure you know, like mental capacity, uh, mental health, that I do love myself. Um, I and I think we have to just clearly define what does it mean to love yourself. I think loving yourself would mean I want to take care of my body. Yeah. Um, not just accepting where I'm at and then sitting there. On the note that you were talking about, like, yeah. you know, where do you, where's your joy come from? What sure. are you glorifying? Um, I thought in Philippians 3.19, this is just describing um, kind of what what the end of individuals who uh, exercise gluttony is. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly mm. and their glory. And they glory in their shame, their mindset on earthly things. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, just the idea of their God being their belly. I like that you yeah. brought that up. Like, it's an idol. Yeah. So this is the thing that I am living to serve sure. right here. Um, they glory in their shame. Like, I, I think that's important to, to describe too because it's saying, 
you know, like this awful thing that is happening to me or that I am choosing, I glory that. Mm. I, I, I revel in that and I say, look, and that's exactly yeah. the, I guess, fat model thing that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, no, don't we have, isn't that a version that we have uh, to that? Like if that that is something that we shouldn't be recognizing uh, as good if we're changing our definition of good, okay, then then I, why why go back to a a source or a book or a belief mm-hmm. system that has it clearly defined? Right. Yeah, I just think at the end of the day, it's, let's just even the playing fields. Like if someone was sitting there and they're and I'm talking about a believer here. If okay. someone's a believer, yeah, and they're talking about how much they love like looking at porn, right? You you know you would be like. You probably shouldn't do that. Right. If someone's sitting there talking about how much they love alcohol and you can tell they're addicted, you're probably going to say something about it. Yeah. Someone's talking about how much they love food. You're just like, are you going to say something? Probably yeah. not. So I think in that same vein, like, let's just even the playing field and like have conversations about the lifestyle that we're living. I think that is the first touch point is just have the conversation. Dang, that is so tough. Even as we're sitting here talking about it, because I recognize in my class... I always ask people like where they went out for yeah. for lunch or or something like that because I think it's kind of a fun conversation. You get a little bit more about oh we checked out this taco truck or mm-hmm. whatever. And I think they're yeah entertainment, uh, eating food like spending time with people, breaking bread. There's yeah. a very good practice that comes with eating food. Yeah. Um, so yeah, whenever I, I talk about, I do enjoy talking about food and what conversations happen I love as a food. result. Right. Yeah. Um, I had good but, food in New York. Like, I'm not against food. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. pro-food. <laughs> pro-food. You don't want to be anti-food. Um, but, yeah, that, that glorification of it, if uh, if it is just, where's that? You talk about pornography, but there's been things like on Reddit and whatnot. It's just like food porn, and you just see like this yeah. melting, oozing cheese kind of thing. Um, man, yeah, I, I think I, I can definitely find myself glorifying that and putting it in a place maybe different seasons of life using utilizing food as like a comforter sure. um you know the classic breakup trope you get, get a tub of ice cream yeah. and all that kind of stuff been there Ooh, you know like that that's a very natural and uh that is your flesh responding in right. its in its natural form mm-hmm. um and so you know having having accountability either built up with yourself or with with somebody else that if you recognize, you just have somebody, hey, I just need to confess this to you. Yeah. I realized that I was kind of lonely last night. Like, you guys went and hung out. Uh-huh. And then I just went and I got, I, I don't know, like ice cream to kind of fill my yeah. uh, fill my that. love tank, you know? And and I think sharing that with somebody mm-hmm. is is kind of a big step to be able to say, here's what's going on. And I recognize, man, I didn't I didn't run to the Lord. Uh, like, I ran, I ran to food. Yeah. Um, that's a practice that I've never, never done in my life. I don't think I've ever told anybody that I chose food and it made me feel good and yeah. better. Um, so that, that's a, like a little challenge yeah. for me to bring that up. Yeah, dude. I, you know what I think it'd be funny to end this pod with is some food recommendations. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I'm into. Okay. I used to have this Instagram account. I still have it. I don't use it anymore. It's called Juicy Cookies. It's because my friends used to call me Juice, and I love chocolate chip cookies. Perfect. And I would just review chocolate chip cookies. I like it. Uh, so I'll tell you uh, this week. And this time, a chocolate chip cookie crumble. The crumble lineup is incredible. There's oh, a nice. molten lava cake cookie, so good. Okay. There's a toffee chocolate chip cookie, also so good. Um, like so those are great. Those. Triangle Coffee Downtown has a great chocolate chip cookie and great breakfast burritos as well. So those are like my very few things as to not open up a. Where do bigger... where do sweets fit into like? I know we're ending the pod. Yeah. 
I'm just thinking like, is every sweet, and we've already kind of answered this. Is every sweet bad? Thing, yeah. In, in what capacity sure. is eating sweets healthy? I mean, I think all things in moderation, right? So I think there's a difference between me and eating a whole crumble cookie and me eating a fourth of it. Um, so is a half of a crumble cookie? That's the threshold. It's half. No, dude, I don't know, and that's yeah. uh, that's where I think it's a, it's kind of a heart posture. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'll listen to this in a few years and be like, man, I was wrong. There's off, like yeah. a there's a, you shouldn't be eating that at all. I don't know. Uh, for now, that's my conviction. That's where I see in the Bible. That's where I'm at. Yeah. So. No, I'm with it, and I know. Yeah, you you did bring some like corrective lining. The first thing that I kind of talked about is I think it's really good to make food at home, that kind of stuff. And you're like, well, maybe you just go out to eat and you actually have a healthy. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all didn't even that. mean to do that, but yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, it's, I think it's it's good. Um, yeah, Rex by Nathan. Uh, man, this is so boring, uh, but I, I did have a, a friend that I just met with mm-hmm. and got coffee yesterday, and he was asking for some recommendations around Tulsa. And um, I just talked about uh, Cherry Street yeah. and, and a couple different things, like maybe a little bit closer down to that. I do think Roosevelt's around Christmas time is more than just the Instagram picture. You think it's worth the wait? Um, I don't. I think I think it's worth it once a year. You got to get there at like 4 p.m. for a 7 p.m. dinner. Well, that's fair. I I normally am looking at like the 6 o'clock. And yeah. honestly, maybe I've just been lucky because it's been like 45 minutes. No, and for lucky. me, that's a realistic time frame to be yeah, like, that's good. we can go grab uh, you know, a drink at Chalks and then yeah. go back over. Um, another one, Bohemian Wait, Pizza. So yeah, Bohemian is good. Yeah, Honeybee, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Uh, did you know Chalks is super demonic? Their owner is like super into crystals and stuff, and they have different crystals that mean different things. So they had like a water leak, and instead of calling a plumber, he was like, "Let me put out this crystal." Did it work? And we'll like manifest it to work. No, it didn't work. Okay. Um, I'm just saying, maybe a great crystal to pick up just for plumbing needs. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and I didn't like chalks in the first place. So but after I heard that, like, I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm never going back. I'm never going I back." I had the same vibe about Gypsy. Yeah, uh, I don't go to Gypsy. But I, okay, I guess I haven't been to Chalks in forever. I have good memories in college of going to Chalks and there being live yeah. music and it just being kind of funny or whatever. Well, have fun uh, getting those demons out of your body. Okay, man. Uh, you, made a, you made a Goliath agreement with coffee is what you did. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. I'll try to avoid in future. Uh, that was fun. No doubt. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us on this G. Appreciate you. Maybe you'll see us this time. Maybe we'll post a video. All right. Who knows? Love you. See ya.